Welcome in, Fantasizers. This is our first podcast episode of Your Big Fat Fantasy, your BFF. I'm your host, Nicholas Anthony Logan. I'm Anthony Matthew Bravo, and we are coming to you from Granada Hills. Going into week uh, seven, so coming into the dog days of uh, the season right now. Yeah, yeah, the the really important weeks of the season. Bye weeks are going, a lot of buys this week, a lot of big teams, uh, Bills, Eagles, yeah, let's just start it off by saying how, how how was your fantasy week? Fantasy week went well. I won both my dynasties. Uh, did I? No. Did I? I think I went four and zero this week. Actually, huh? I did go four and zero this week. It's the first time I done won four and zero this whole year. So, yeah, I did it. Nice. <laughs> I did it. Nice. And I know we faced each other and um. Yeah. Shark Tank. And Shark Tank, yeah. I thought you were going to come back in that Monday night game. <clears throat> yeah, if I had Mike Gesicki in, it would have been a totally different contest, but it's a, it's a very tricky game with the Titans. You mm-hmm. can, especially when you have, like, when Gerald Everett, Mike Gesicki, and uh, I, I believe I have someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely but, yeah. a tricky year about tight ends. We'll talk even a little more, a little later about tight ends and what <clears throat> you got to do with them. And, um, yeah, now we face each other this week and uh, Big Dogs League. You're still undefeated in that league, so six and zero. I'm gonna give him his first L, and yeah, that's what's nah. gonna happen. <laughs> nah, but uh, but yeah, another lucky win for me this week in Big Dogs. Um, literally came down to the last pass in overtime of the Chargers game to Mike Williams. Uh, I was down by like point two, and after that pass, it put me ahead by like two points. So. Very lucky win for me and Big Dogs. I'm I'm actually looking to make a few moves to make my team unstoppable. So yeah, because three of his wins have been a combined like one point four points. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a couple lucky wins, but I'm six and zero. Yeah, everyone's yeah. my son in that league. <laughs> but <laughs> Not uh, this yeah, week. <laughs> uh, let's get into our hits and misses for mm-hmm. this past week. I'll go into mine, uh, starting with Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews actually missed practice today with a knee injury, so that's something you want to keep an eye on. But he had a freight, a great fantasy game nonetheless, scoring 26.6 PPR points with seven receptions, 106 receiving yards, and one touchdown. Um, this was, you know, another game where we just see um, Lamar hit his favorite target. Um, we we saw Kenyon Drake pop off in this game as well, had 10 carries for 119 yards and a TD. So yeah, man, Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy that I that I hit this pick. Uh, I I could see it against this New York Giants defense. I didn't think the Giants were gonna come out with a win, but they actually did. That that man Ryan Dables doing some some magic over there in New yeah. York. Yeah, they're what, sure. five and one right now. So yeah, yeah, and we're gonna be and we're gonna get into the Giants a little bit later too. Yeah, definitely. And you start with your. <clears throat> Hey, I'm going to start with my uh, misses. My first miss is going to be DK Metcalf. Uh, 5.4 fantasy points, his least amount uh, on the season. His least amount of catches, only had two catches. Uh, His least amount of targets, which was seven. His least amount since week two, at least, when when he had six. And his least amount of yards on the season when he only had 34 in a game where I thought he was going to pop off. Him and Tyler Lockett both didn't do anything that game. It was kind of just the Kenneth Walker show, who I will be talking about in a little bit. But yeah, DK Metcalf uh, was my pick and a big hit in his worst worst performance of the season so far. Yeah, uh, definitely a running game, a run-heavy game. You saw Kenneth Walker with 21 carries, 97 yards, and one touchdown. So yeah, definitely the game we weren't expecting. We were expecting yeah. a pass-heavy, and it went they went run-heavy. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to go on to my next hit, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, a guy who I've been talking about heavily on this show. Uh, pulled, pulled, off, pulled off the game with uh, four receptions, 15, or, yeah, four receptions, 15 receiving yards, and 19 carries, 76 uh, rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Scored 25.1 PPR points at Cleveland. And yeah, man, like like I expected, they they fed him. Uh, I I I projected twenty to thirty carries. He got nineteen, and yeah, man, this is gonna be Bill's guy moving forward. So, you know, just if you have Ramondre Stevenson, don't touch him. Keep him on your team because he's gonna be getting this workload. Definitely. And then my second miss is probably over the biggest miss of the season so far for either of us. Uh, Jeff Wilson only had point five fantasy points. Seven carries, 25 yards, and 3.57 yards per carry. His least amount of yards per carry since taking over the backfield in week uh, two. And his least amount of fantasy points and he took over since he's taken over the backfield <clears throat> as well. It's his first time getting less than double digits since uh, week one when Elijah Mitchell was the starting running back. So Jeff Wilson, just a very bad game. It was a bad game for the Niners. Uh, Falcons just unexpectedly blew him out but if, i mean i had brandon Ayuk and he's popped off and that should have been my pick from that game yeah Mariota, a reason why i almost beat you too in uh in shark tank but yeah one offensive player of the week that, that's crazy that's mm-hmm. crazy something i didn't expect <laughs> yeah but uh yeah going on to my third and final hit <clears throat> stefan diggs 10 receptions 148 receiving yards one touchdown 30.8 ppr points at kansas city uh I said that this Chiefs secondary wasn't very good, and they did good against everybody except Stefan Diggs. Um, this man just went off. Um, yeah, um, you know, this they, they tried to give it to Devin Singletary on the ground, had 17 carries for 85 yards, but couldn't get it into the end zone. And, um, yeah, man, this was... I thought this was going to be a little more of a of a shootout, but it turned out to be a little more of a defensive game. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, like maybe 30, 40 points each team, but uh, final score came out to be 24-20. Yeah, if you would have asked Tony Romo, he predicted the final score of that yeah, game. Yeah. So should have had him on the show. But going to, he's starting with his uh, going into his miss, and I'm going to my hits, starting off with Dalvin Cook. 15.3 fantasy points. Actually had his most uh, snap percentage on the season, had 87% of snaps. Uh, but he only had 13 carries, which was his lowest on the season since week two when he had six rushing attempts. Uh, Alexander Madison was banged up, so they didn't use him as much, and Dalvin Cook was on the field most of the time. And with um, even with those 13 carries, he still was able to get seven, 77 yards and ran one in for a touchdown, another touchdown for Dalvin Cook. So, um, yeah, had 5.92 yards per carry, and which was a good another team that's looking good to start the season, the Minnesota Vikings. So. And they do a lot better when Dalvin Cook is uh, efficient running the ball like he did uh, this past week. Yeah, if you can get Dalvin Cook going and, and Justin Jefferson in the same game, it's going to be a scary game for yeah. sure. Uh, you're go- he went into his hit, so I'm going to be going into my misses. Uh, I was going to be starting with Eno Benjamin. Only scored 9.5 PPR points at Seattle. Um, you know, this was a run-heavy game, and unfortunately, Kyler Murray was the only one that was running for the Arizona Cardinals. Um you know, Benjamin, you know, I thought he was going to um, have a big workload. Um, that, that wasn't the case. They were looking to pass or run Kyler. So uh, that's what we saw in this game. Yeah. And going on to another hit of mine, Chris Godwin. I actually thought he was going to have a bigger game than what he had. I actually thought the Bucks were going to have a bigger game than what they had. Lost me a lot of money. Uh, I never <laughs> even bet that much money on a game. And for some reason this week I did. And, yeah, just 
my bank account's not happy. But uh, Chris Godwin, 15.5 fantasy points, um, had his most yards on the season with 95 yards, had his most targets, 12, and had his most catches, 6. But couldn't find his way into the end zone, still looking for that first touchdown. But a decent game for Chris Godwin in a game that uh, the Bucks definitely should have won against a depleted Steelers uh, secondary. So Yeah, another another surprising game. Um, I I thought the Bucks were gonna totally demolish, and that that just wasn't the case. Yeah, it, I feel like just Steelers defense is just like hit or miss. Like either mm. they're really bad or they're really on, really on point. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's what we saw. And going into my last miss, it's gonna be Cortland Sutton. Uh, you know, uh, he did. Uh, Jerry Judy outperformed him. Three receptions, fifty-four yards. Cortland Sutton only had. Give me one second. Only had. Two receptions for 14 yards, so a very terrible game for Cortland Sutton. Uh, you saw Greg Dolchich Dol- outperform this uh, Cortland Sutton. K.J. Hamler outperform Cortland Sutton. So, yeah, man, just uh, a, a game that I was not expecting. Um, I believe Cortland Sutton, this is the first game where Cortland Sutton got less than seven targets. So yeah. I-, I will never say that stat on this show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. And then uh, my biggest hit from this past week was going to be Brees Hall. Rookie running back for the Jets, uh, 20.10 fantasy points, had his most carries on the season with 20, had his most rushing yards on the season with 116, and had a touchdown in his third straight game. So um, I will talk a little bit more about Brees Hall in a bit. But, uh, yeah, had a, uh, had a really good game and looking like the man to uh, roster. Yeah, definitely the man to start every week, RB6 right now, Brees Hall. And if you didn't notice, we both went three for five on our picks this week. So, yeah, that, that concludes our picks. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, it's talking about Brees Hall. We're going to get into a little segment. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago in one of our videos, we talked about how good the rookie wide receivers have been, about Drake London and Garrett Wilson and John Dotson and Romeo Dobbs is look, starting to look good. But since then, all these wide receivers have slowly faded off drastically and the rookie running backs have taken over the show and you're talking about running backs that didn't go in the first round and you're talking about a lot of wide receivers that went in the first round if you look here there was uh one two three four five six wide receivers that went in the first round and they all went within the first 18 picks so a third of the first eight uh 18 picks were wide receivers and they have not looked good since their hot starts on the season um, but the running backs have, and if you check out um, our first guy, actually, if you look at all three of the the main rookie running backs last week, um, sorry, the last two weeks, Damian Pierce, which has 17 broken tackles, which is first in the NFL in the last two weeks. Kenneth Walker has 14 broken tackles, which is second in the NFL the last two weeks, and Brees Hall is third in the NFL with 10 broken tackles the last two weeks. So not only are these guys looking like the best offensive fantasy players for rookies right now, but also some of the best running backs in the game outside of in fantasy, just breaking tackles, running hard, running scary, running mad, and getting into the end zone at a high clips and running over people on their way to do it. Um, and like I said, we'll start with Brees Hall, who is the running back six right now, uh, getting more and more carries the last three weeks, had a 17 in week four, 18 in week eight, 20 in week six. His yards have gone up with these carries, 66 to 97 to now 116. He's getting more yards per carry the last three weeks, 3.88, 5.39. Last game, 5.8. 
and it has a touchdown in three straight games. And all these games, the Jets are 3-0. They have not lost a game since Brees Hall has been the bell cow over there. And right now, Brees Hall is tied first in the in the NFL with most rushes of 10-plus yards. Sorry, tied first in the last uh, few weeks since he's taken over the role. Uh, he has four uh, carries for 10-plus yards. Um has been eating the last couple of weeks and the last three weeks especially, um, which in the Jets, that's their main guy on offense right now, and that's why they're winning games, and they're going to keep running with him, running with him, and it has taken a to- like a big toll if you're a Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore owner because they're, they're not getting the points. Brees Hall's taking it all. Another guy that's been running scary, and like I said, Damian Pierce, which is crazy, he's first. He's first in the league the last two weeks in broken tackles, but the Texans didn't even play last week. So he had 17 broken tackles in Damn. week five, um, which crazy. is just a crazy amount. You already know the way he runs the ball and how hard he runs the ball. Right now, the RB16, um, averaging 15.58 fantasy points per game. Um, his snap percentage has also gone up his last three games, 59 in week three, 68 in week four, 79 in week five. So going up a lot. Coach Lovey Smith already said in an interview that Damian Pierce needs 20 carries a game. He doesn't want Damian Pierce to have it. He needs Damian Pierce to have 20 carries a game. And with that workload, you can see him just eating up defenses. Also another guy with a touchdown in his last three games. Uh, another rookie that uh, to look out for, Kenneth Walker. Um, obviously was not the starting running back to start the season. Rashad Penny was, but if you look at Rashad Penny's um, first four weeks when he was out snapping Kenneth Walker, he had 11.7 fantasy points those games, and the games where Kenneth Walker had more carries than, uh, more snap percentage than Rashad Penny, he had 16.9 fantasy points per game, so a whole 5.2 more points than Rashad Penny in his rookie year, as hot as Rashad Penny finished last year, did, did not continue, only had one good week those first four weeks, but Kenneth Walker... Um, two straight games with a touchdown. It was his first game starting this last week. And with first game starting, we said how the Seahawks wide receivers were nowhere to be seen. Ooh. Kenneth Walker <clears throat> was the main show. 21 carries, 97 yards, 4.62 yards per carry. Um, and another guy who breaks a lot of tackles, Kenneth Walker, has 22 missed tackles this year on 44 rushing attempts. So That's he crazy. is breaking a tackle on half of his rushing attempts, which is crazy. the highest rate in the NFL and last week, he led the NFL with 12 missed tackles in week six. So just running through defenses. Um, rookie running backs looking like league winners. Guys, you were Bruce Hall was probably the earliest you were getting, and then you were probably getting Pearson Walker a little later, especially if you were doing drafts earlier in the season before Marlon Mack was released. Yeah, Damian Pierce was like the RB 37 or 40. Um, to, uh, those three guys I drafted a lot of in, like, especially best ball leagues. Um, yeah, so... Look out for those rookie running backs, but the rookie wide receivers, have they taken a big miss? Um, starting with Drake London, he was the eighth pick of the draft last year, first wide receiver taken. Um, started hot, was the wide receiver 14 his first three weeks, and now he's the wide receiver 29 because the last three weeks he is the wide receiver 66. Just has wow. fell off completely. Um, his snap percentage has gone down. Um, it was hot to start to see his first NFL game. He was on the field for 72% of snaps. Then it went up to 82, then up to 84, then down to 80. Now it's been 67 his last two games. And even in a game where we said how Marcus Mariota won Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC, 
even in a game like that, Drake London did not see any of those targets or mo any of those yards, really. Um, Mariota had 14 passing attempts, only four to Drake London. His season low, career low. Um, before this last week, Drake London was averaging 7.8 targets per game, and now he only had four last week in what was Mariota's best game. And Mariota finally, Kyle Pitts started a yeah. pop off last week. Yeah, last and like, week. that's why I said we were talking about him a couple weeks ago, saying don't give up on him. And yeah. he, he was responsible for one of Mariota's uh, throwing touch, passing touchdowns. So Kyle Pitts probably going to start. Heating up. Yeah, heating up. They probably realize that, hey, if we use this guy, look what happens. Because yeah. they just beat a really good Niners defense. And like we said, Mariota won a player, offensive player of the week for a reason because Kyle Pitts was able to be a big part of that. And Drake London wasn't. Um, only had 40 yards this last week. Um, but still, London, that was his most since week three. So has struggled a lot the last three weeks. I'm sure people are starting to get him out of their lineups now. Um, another guy that... Um, has become a non-beneficiary of uh, the Brees Hall takeover is Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Was the 10th pick of the draft. Was the wide receiver 15 the first three weeks. And since Brees Hall's taken over, he's now the wide receiver 37. The last uh, four weeks, uh, last three weeks, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver 76. So not better than uh, Drake London when he was just one spot behind Drake London the first three. Uh, three weeks and now he's well behind them um it's not looking good he had 11 targets per game the first three weeks but yeah Brees Hall has something to do with it but I think probably Zach Wilson too because his first three weeks he was getting like I said 11 targets per game with the veteran in there and, Blacko, yeah. yeah and now with Zach Wilson coming in um he's not getting anything I mean yeah He's getting five a game now the last three weeks, so not even yeah. half of the targets he was getting with Joe Flacco. His snap percentage has gone down tremendously, 77 to 56 to 44. Last week was definitely his worst week, like Drake London's. Um, only had 1.8 fantasy points, one catch for eight yards. So wow. I know you're a Garrett Wilson owner. You're probably not going to start him going forward at least. Nah. And even if he pops out this week, I would still say just be careful it might be yeah. one lucky game it's a chemistry thing it's right a chemistry now. thing and like yeah. i said Bre Brees hall's the show right now their offense yeah. is revolving around him and yeah as long as he sure. keeps pounding defenses and doing what he's doing there's no reason why they should be passing the ball yeah for sure um the next up the only guy that on this list um that has any significance for a rookie rookie wide receiver chris Olave, 11th pick of the draft um he came out early week five with a concussion and then that caused him to miss week six but before that, he was the wide receiver 14. Um, he's the only player I'm really confident in, and especially if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry continue to miss games. They're not going to yeah. be playing Thursday night's football game against the Cardinals. Um, but even then, when they come back healthy, um, Olave should still get his targets because yeah. he had 13 targets uh, in week two and week three, and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both were healthy that game yeah. and on the field. So He probably has the most upside out yeah, of all the Yeah, we had a question receivers. earlier in the year yeah. where we said who had the most upside. I said we both said Chris Olave, Chris Olave yeah. would be like the main guy, and he's looked like the only guy I'm confident in. Um, one guy I'm not, who he's missed some time the last two weeks, Jahan Dotson, the 16th pick of the draft. Um, and we're talking about the NFL draft, by the way. Uh, he was wide receiver yeah. 28 weeks one through four, and now he's missed his last two games. And now when he, whenever he decides to come back, uh, Tyler, Tyler Henneke um, will, be, yeah. will be starting. Um, 
not sure how confident I would be as a Jahan Dotson or any offensive player on the not very confident on the Commanders. Um, so just watch out. Then another guy, another guy that I'm kind of confident in is uh, Jamison Williams. I know he hasn't played yet a single game this year, but he's not gonna be playing this week either. But I'm conf- I think he has some of the most talent out of all the wide receivers taken. Yeah, um, for sure. Someone to keep on your radar and Traylon Burks. Another and guy. his coach said he was gonna play to play this year. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, going to play this year. year yeah, sure. definitely. Especially if the Lions keep trying contending and, you know, yeah. a, they'll throw him out there. So if you have him on your IR, don't do anything. Yeah, keep him there. Keep him there. Yeah, and then ease him in. And then Traylon Burks, another wide receiver that won the first round. He's been on the IR for the last couple of weeks. And before that, he was only averaging 6.3, fantasy points Dude's per game. Dude's a ghost. Yeah, so. Dude's a ghost right now. Either they're healthy and they're dropping out the last three weeks or they're injured and haven't played and that's why but the rookie running backs man they're uh definitely have the most fantasy significance and they're this the prize year. jewels this year and everyone was going high on the wide receivers because they were all first round yeah. draft picks Brees hall wasn't kenneth walker wasn't yeah damian pierce wasn't not even brian robinson who's finally got his first start and maybe he can slowly get better i know he's probably gonna be like a little red zone machine um, yeah for sure inside that five inside that 10 definitely but yeah so Definitely keep starting those rookie running backs going forward. I wouldn't take my chance on any rookie wide receiver uh, except for Chris Olave. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Chris Olave is going to keep getting that workload on a week-to-week basis, mm-hmm. and everyone else is just on a shaky, yeah. shaky, down. shaky and it's, situation. And it's scary. I, mean, I just went over the snap percentage and the targets per game that have just dropped off. Like, yeah. It's not even like they're on the field for as long as they've been. They're yeah. not even getting that much playing time. And when they do play, they're not even getting that much target. So. Yeah. Or any red zone looks. No touchdown between Drake London, John Dotson, Garrett Wilson. You know, you name them there. It's been a big drop off. So, yeah, the rookie running backs are the ones you want. Rookie wide receivers, the ones you don't want, maybe want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of getting rid of players, I'm going to do four sell players. It was originally going to be five, but I switched it down to four. Uh, I'm going to start off with my boy, James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, You know, we're seeing Travis Etienne get the workload uh, advantage already. So I would say um, sell James Robinson for whatever you can get. Um, You know, last game we saw Etienne uh, have 10 carries for 86 yards, 8.6 yards per rush. Had a had a forty eight yard rush. So, Mm. um, you know, James Robinson, he still had 12 carries, but. Um, the the work wasn't there. Only fifty four yards. Mm-hmm. Um, only had a four like his longest rush was fourteen yards. So, they're 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 moving to the younger legs, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this with with running backs. I believe Robinson's twenty four, gonna hit twenty five, and uh, he you know he's already coming off of injuries, and you know they're seeing Travis Etienne. He has more potential, way higher ceiling. Um, kind of off topic, but. I have no idea why we didn't pick Deion Jackson in our picks last week. Yeah. Well, like one of our friends, what what were the what were the options? Uh, I don't he know. Gave us, he asked us if like, we can start Deion Jackson. We're like, definitely it was like, start Deion Jackson. Yeah, he gave us four four players, and he, and we both said Deion Jackson. One of the very few times we're both on the same page, and goes off. So yeah, I don't know why we didn't pick him. But anyways, so yeah, Travis Etienne getting you know the workload over James Robinson. Um, two weeks ago against the Texans, uh, we saw. We saw Etienne uh, outperform James Robinson, 10 carries, 71 yards, 7.1 yards per rush, to James Robinson, 10 carries to 27 yards, 2.7 yards per rush. So 
Travis Etienne, the dude you want. James Robinson, the dude you want to sell. Uh, moving on to my second sell player is going to be Scary Terry. Scary Terry hasn't had a touchdown six, since week one. Yeah. And, you know, um, when Wentz is on the field, he's throwing to random receivers. Deami Brown is going off. You got, you got Curtis Samuel going off. You had Jahan Dotson going off in, or in the earlier part of the season. So this dude Wentz is just all over the place. Taylor Heineke, he, he, I, I, I remember he does have good chemistry with mm-hmm. Scary Terry. So, like, right now is probably the best time to trade Scary Terry because you can use that as one of your excuses to um, have Scary Terry's value rise. And, yeah, um, just try to sell him before Wentz gets back, pretty much. And um, my third sell player is going to be DJ Moore. Um, not really much to say about why you should sell DJ Moore. Um, <clears throat> there's no fantasy value in Carolina behind CMC. You got DJ Moore. He's the wide receiver, 53. He's, like, one, like one of the most talented receivers in the league, but he just has no quarterback right mm-hmm. now. And... The, the Carolina Panthers, they can't even score points, dude. Like, twenty like okay, you have 24 points week one, but then after that, you have you have 16 points week two. You have 14, you have 22 points week three, 16 points week four, 15 points week five, 10 points week six. So, yeah, this team can't even put up points, and you have, like, the best running back in the and league. You know, like the Matt Rule rule, right? When the Panthers give up 17 points or more, they, they haven't won a game under Matt Rule, so... That's crazy. Which is a crazy... Like, 17 points isn't even a lot. A lot of defense would be happy just to allow 17 points. Yeah. They're not win- they haven't won one single game with Matt Rule coaching. So. That's Matt's rule. Yeah, that's the Matt Rule rule. Yeah, so... You don't really want anyone in Carolina outside CMC right now. And the th- final guy is going to be David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. Um, last week, <clears throat> only had nine points to Khalil Herber 7.5. But Khalil Herbert's actually the running back 20, and David Montgomery is the running back 32. Um, Khalil Herbert only had seven carries, but he did have 75 yards to David Montgomery's 15 carries, 67 yards, and one reception. So uh, David Montgomery on his way down, Khalil Herbert on his way up, as we were saying uh, in the in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're starting to see it uh, here in week seven or week six. Yeah. And the best time to like sell players like this is try to go for like players on the IR right now, whether that's uh, Jameson Williams or um, yeah. Marquise Brown. It's gonna miss four to six weeks, or especially if you're like winning right now and you can afford to lose like a game or two, giving and then when these guys come back, you know, like Elijah Mitchell or something, go yeah. get him, or just look for guys that are on the IR or guys that have trended down the last few weeks, like like a Drake London or something that you yeah. think could pick it back up. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You need you need like a like the Rashad Pennies of the world from last year is what yeah. you're trying to look Yamon for. Yeah, Mon Browns of yeah. last year, just guys that you, yeah, that you know are not having good years right now, but guys that hey have a higher ceiling than obviously these guys going for. Yeah, for sure. And that's just one thing I want to talk about on this show. Um, I was just looking at my like best balls through like the for, like the first six weeks um of the season, and like my best lineups are the ones where. I drafted like the most confident like fantasy players, like most of them that I'm in like first place. Like the most play- obvious ones. Yeah, like a Cooper Cup. Um, is I'm like I and like I think like three or four of them I'm in first place in. My it's Cooper Cup, Josh Allen, like Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews and like Kelsey. I'm not saying they're all on like one team, but like just spread around. Like those are my like, especially with Josh Allen or Cooper Cup. Like a lot of my first place ones have those guys, and we were even talking at the end of our last show. We were like. 
why wasn't Cooper Cup the like unanimous number one pick in fantasy football redrafts? Like, yeah, John and Taylor was I ahead was Taylor, of him. Um, CMC, CMC. People were even Justin getting Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Some people Jamar might Chase. have even looked for Jamar Chase. And really, there was no reason why Cooper Cup had one of not, not only the best fantasy seasons of all time, but the best season for a wide receiver. Yeah. And there's just no and like people really thought he was gonna fall off to like these other receivers or yeah. Really thought like I don't know what people were thinking, right? And and we were even parted like these people. Yeah. Because we weren't drafting Cooper Cup. Yeah. The, the way we should. And everyone. He should have <laughs> been like the unit. Like I remember like yeah. one year I was first picked. This was obviously a while ago, but I was first overall pick, and I got Antonio Brown. You know, and like, and he was like the like everyone was, you're gonna get Antonio Brown that year. So I know yeah, a lot no of people. What, I know yeah. a lot of people with the first couple picks. They kind of want to go running back because they think like the running backs are thin. I could get a wide receiver a little later in the draft and you know maybe a couple rounds later but you're not going to get that same value like a cooper cup or no. or even a jamar chase and even like a jonathan taylor like he really was like the number one pick probably in most drafts and mostly everyone's drafts this year and really like should he have been like yeah he was the running back one last year i get it but if like cmc was the running back two last year and he was averaging like more points per game than jonathan taylor yeah um i know like if you look up cmc's numbers it says 18.21 points per game but two and that was in seven games but two of those games he came out early because of injury so he didn't even play a full game and he only averaged three less points than jonathan taylor and he jonathan taylor averaged 21.95 points per game and then you look at derrick henry he aver was averaging 24.16 points per game in eight games yeah. And a lot of people slipped off Derrick Henry because he was injured and CMC was injured. And I get it. Like, a lot of times people draft, like, I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to draft guys, like, that were injured last year or, like, a CMC that's, like, injury prone. But you know the type of player CMC is. When he's on the field, he's healthy. He is the fantasy GOAT. You know what I yeah. mean? He's even bigger than a Cooper Cup. He can catch better than a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And, like, now look, now Derrick Henry and CMC, they, they're both healthy. And Jonathan Taylor is the one injured. So. Yeah. If you're going into, like, I've talked about on the show before, but, like, I just realized it a lot this, like, last week. Um, just go for, like, those for sure players. Like, I know it's it's risky, but if you're that scared of, like, a Derrick Henry CMC getting injured, then just get draft their handcuff later on in the draft if you're that scared of getting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, also, like, tight ends have high value. Like, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey only, I mean. Sorry, they're the only tight ends with high value. Like, <laughs> If you're able to get him in the second round, you don't have to worry about a tight end. And on a week-to-week -week basis, you're going to outscore your opponent in, in the tight end position. Unless one yeah. of their guys has a lucky game, like a TJ Hawkinson game or like a Tyler Coughlin game. Or they have one, you know, a good game. But, like, most of the time, you know, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are going to be outscoring any tight end in the league in fantasy. Yeah. Um, and, like, even last year, like, I went to the championship with Travis Kelsey on my team. And the guy I lost to had Mark Andrews. So, we never had to worry about a tight end and like you can get wide receivers later. You can even get running backs. We talk about the rookie running backs. Like I stashed, you know, Kenneth Walker in one league, Khalil Herbert, you know, you just start stashing, you know, young players that have higher ceilings than trying to be like, Oh, I'm going to get this guy. Cause uh, he's this way and this way. Just, just go for the obvious guys in those first two rounds, like a Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. like I'm very high on like not getting quarterbacks early and like redrafts, non super flex leagues. I'd rather yeah. get one late, but why like just get josh allen in the third fourth round get J jalen hurts in the first third fourth round patrick mahomes you know like that's another position where like those guys that your quarterback's gonna put up the most points you know they're always okay. the highest scoring fantasy players but they're only like the top three guys like a josh allen a jalen hurts a patrick mahomes so just try to go for those obvious players and right now if you're 
looking to trade just start trading for those obvious players someone needs depth start don't be scared to give up a little bit of depth you know like last year you know i was kind of nervous doing a trade i gave up like court cordero patterson and robert woods and at the time robert woods was the right wide receiver 12 and cordero patterson i believe was like the running back five or six at the time but i traded them for Devonte adams and I, and I i don't know why i was scared to do that trade you know i was like well i, I need the depth but you know, like Devontae Adams is a for sure start. You're going to start him every single week. And I was just scared, like, what well, if Devontae gets injured and I don't have the depth behind? But he gets injured, then that's all right. There's, people get injured all season long. You can go later on in the waiver wires and yeah. pick up guys. Just start training for those obvious guys, especially now where people are getting injured. And you're going to see teams are starting to get des- desperate, like three and three teams, or two and four who are right on the border. If you're like five and one or you're four and two right now, try to just trade some depth and just get a guaranteed wide receiver one that you know is going to have like a Stefan Diggs or something a good yeah. game every week and just trade some depth players you know guys borderline wide receiver ones running back one I know it's going to hurt but if you have that depth give it up get those for sure players going forward especially right now trading just try to try to convince people that hey you need depth and you know you're on the board you're you're just a running back away you have no running back you know like I was yeah. trying to convince someone someone in our league he's four and own his only running back right now is DeAndre Swift but he hasn't been playing he's been you're running with too? yeah you mean he's four and two? He's four and two now, but he started four and zero, oh, and he oh. started losing because his running backs are what Tevin Coleman and like Rex Burkhead. I don't even know, you know. Yeah. And I was trying to convince him like, hey, bro, I have some running backs for you, you know, give me Josh Allen. He didn't want to do it, so I'm like, all right, well, that's on you. Like, just keep running out with your your running backs and yeah, do what you gotta do, you know. So, yeah. but you can just try to convince people, try to get those obvious players. Just advice, obviously, for next year and whatever you guys do. For sure. For sure. And yeah, that's gonna bring me to my last little segment. I just, uh, I kind of just want to talk about how the Giants are kind of pretty much winning with no wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much just Daniel Jones and Saquon. Um, you got Richie James is the leading wide receiver on that team with thirty six point five total PPR points on the year. Is the wide receiver seventy three? Um, not good at all. Uh, just a fun little stat: Richie James, Sterling Shepard. Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton, and David Stills have a combined 135.3 PPR points. And Saquon Barkley by himself has 124.1. So that's only 11.2 less than uh, the sixth top wide receiver on the Giants roster. So um, pretty much what the segment is, is if you just have Saquon Barkley, don't give him up for, yeah. for anything right now because... I think he's gonna be the league like like one of the league winners, uh, in redrafts at least, and even in dynasty, man. Like mm-hmm. this dude is is gonna be receiving that workload. This this dude Brian Dable's working magic with him. He's working magic with Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. and he's 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 working magic by getting wins because these wide receivers are not producing whatsoever and just beat the Ravens. Yeah, and Daniel Jones has looked good. I think there's a stat about Daniel Jones. I. I don't know if it's from week 13 last year or week... I think it's week 13. I think he has the second or third highest winning percentage amongst quarterbacks. And he's ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen since week 13 of last year. So That's crazy. He's definitely been heating up. And, I remember and when... He's doing it with no receivers. I remember when he got drafted, everyone was pissed. Mm-hmm. They're like, who's this guy? Yeah. Why do we get this guy? Oh, it's only because... Like, he's people were, pit, pit, people were mad his first two years the in the league, friend. too. You know? Like, yeah. people were mad... His first two years, but like this last year, he finally is starting to like make a name for himself. They didn't even give him a contract extension. Yeah, and 
You mentioned Wando Robinson. That's one rookie wide receiver I would say, like, start looking at. If you're yeah. still on your waivers, go sneak them right now and grab them or try to trade some, you know, one, a DJ Moore for, like, a Wandell Robinson. Yeah. I, I think Wandell Robinson, uh, his ceiling is going to be way higher than a DJ Moore yeah. for, for the rest of the year. And, yeah, you may, you may have drafted DJ Moore for, in the fourth round, third, fourth, fifth round. But, you know, that, like I said, that doesn't matter sometimes. Just go get, you know, a guy like Wandell Robinson who's going to be the wide receiver one, I believe, in New York this year. I don't see no Kadarius Tony. I don't see no Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. They're all injured, banged up. I think it's going to be Wandell Robinson. Yeah. I was able to pull off a little Kadarius Tony trade. Um, I my quarterback Mac Jones got injured, so I I I traded for Justin Fields and I downgraded at my running back position. But I kind of like I kind of made it seem like Kadarius Tony was just like the throw in piece. So just in case he he comes back healthy, yeah. um, then he has a high ceiling. He has, he has another guy with the high ceiling. Sometimes you need those guys with high ceilings. Yeah, for sure. So just a little just a little personal move that I wanted to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that will take us into our Thursday night picks, right? Yeah, Thursday night um, picks. I'll start it off real quick. I'm just going to say it's just one of my main ones, Chris Olave. I just talked about him, the only rookie wide receiver. He's um, with really fancy relevance at the moment. Should uh, have another big day against the Cardinals, I believe. Going to be on the field, um, with seeing most of the snaps, most of the targets. So, yeah, just get Chris Olave. He's back uh, for this week after that concussion injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris Olave definitely on my on my high tier wide receivers. Um one dude I think is gonna go off this week is uh D Hop. I believe it's gonna be his first game back from suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh no Hollywood. So D Hop gonna be eating for sure. And uh yeah, just hope Kyler Murray can get out of this little funk he's in and, and start throwing darts to him. You know he misses D Hop, so Yeah. Hopefully you can just He's definitely get it a difference maker, Don yeah. Hopkins. Not only for the Cardinals, but for fantasy <laughs> lineups. If you're able to <laughs> yeah. be three and three, four and two, and you can just now insert D Hop in your lineup, like, oh boy, like That's scary. That's scary. So um my last uh my second pick for this week, uh for Thursday night's game is gonna be Alvin Kamara. Um Alvin Kamara should have a big game. Um when Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston are playing, Alvin Kamara is only scoring seven point four five fantasy points a game. But without Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston on the field, Alvin Kamara is scoring 20.9 fantasy points per game. Michael Thomas is already out for uh, this Thursday night game, and they're saying Jameis Winston might be out. Right now it's a toss-up between Winston and uh, Andy Dalton, who will start. Um, So we'll see. uh, If you're an Alvin Kamara owner, hopefully it's Andy Dalton, so Kamara can still pop off for those 20-plus fantasy points he's been getting the last couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. And... uh is going to bring me to my second pick. It's going to be big boy Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz, he's been he's been a solid tight end this year. Uh, I know he's uh, well above in the top 10. Uh, last week, he had seven receptions for 70 yards. And, yeah, um, this Arizona Cardinals offense has just been ugly. So I'm, I'm just projecting them to uh, pick it back up against New Orleans. And it's going to be starting with D-Hop and Zach Ertz for sure. Mm-hmm. Another guy that I, um, my only guy on the Cardinals, my last pick's gonna be uh, Rondell Moore. Um, since he's came back from injury, his uh, snap percentage has gone up, um, eighty-six to ninety-one to ninety-nine, and with that, his targets have also gone gone up from five to eight to ten. And he's still looking for his first TD. I would hope it comes uh, tonight, Thursday night's game. Uh, I know D Hop is back, but like you said, no Hollywood and Rondell Moore could be a beneficiary to that. For 
and is going to be the wide receiver too, definitely going forward for the long run. They look like they're getting him more involved as he goes. Another guy with a high ceiling that you can probably go and sell like a DJ Moore for like a Rondell Moore. You know, yeah. I know we talked, we had that Moore segment a couple episodes again, but Rondell Moore should be the main Moore going forward. Yeah, for sure. And uh, should be the wide receiver too uh, if he's healthy in this game. Yeah. And my third final pick is going to be Taysom Hilly. Um, you know, the Cardinals haven't really been good against the run, so I, I, if Taysom Hill can pull off two of those runs for touchdowns, that's like 25, 30 points already. So mm. I'm projecting Taysom Hill to have a good game. Another guy who does better when Winston's not on the field, too. Yeah, so. for obvious reasons. He's <laughs> yeah. running the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was a funny video. I saw. You saw that video, Jameis Winston. I didn't even know he played baseball. I didn't know he played baseball either. What yeah, a crazy video that, that was. Like, stole, he, stole he stole home on Max Free. <laughs> yeah, with Carlos, Carlos Correa, Correa batting. Like, like, oh my that was God. like the most random video I've ever seen. <laughs> that was so random. I'm like, how did I never see that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know Winston played football. And even the video they mentioned, like Jameis Winston, he's one of the top football players in the country. Yeah, I don't know whether they're in high school or college. I think they're yeah, in high like school, all, right? That was like an all-American game. Yeah, too. it was weird. Like, I with don't a know, bunch of uh, with a he, bunch of baseball all stars. He should have stuck to baseball. Honestly, <laughs> another guy like Kyler Murray should have stuck to <laughs> baseball. It'd be two baseball quarterbacks probably in tonight's game. But thank you guys for uh, tuning into our first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We're going to be posting uh, more podcast episodes going forward on. Sp- on Apple Podcast and Spotify, so look for us, uh, Your Big Fat Fantasy. Yeah, we're going to be more active on TikTok, um, and yeah, just be on the lookout. If you have Apple and Spotify, put us on your favorites, and yeah, Your nope. Big Fat Fantasy. Thank you, guys, and I uh, you. hope you enjoyed it.